All right. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the 20 Vision Podcast, the show where we interview 20-somethings to see how they're navigating the defining decade. I'm your host, Colin McQuillan, and I'm really grateful for all of you who are tuning in right now and listening to this first full-length episode. If you haven't already, you can check out the introduction. Um, kind of brief, just goes over the podcast itself and a brief intro about me, but I'm really excited to bring this first full-length episode. And I figured no better way to start the podcast off than to have one of my best friends and roommates join us, John Ledoux. I'll let John introduce himself in a moment, but some background. John is one of, probably is, the hardest working individual I know, and his passion for fitness and overall wellness inspires everyone around him. Uh, I think we can all learn a lot from his story and fighting through adversity. Just a side note, he's probably a little bit stronger than me, but I'm just a little bit better looking than him. So <laughs> it evens out. But John, thanks for being on. Hey, Colin. Thanks for having me. That's I don't know if the uh, better looking thing is true or not, but we'll leave that up for debate. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into that one today or not, but we can get after it. <laughs> it's, it's up in the air. We'll fight about that later. Um, like I said, John and I are roommates. He is currently, we're talking between walls over Zoom right now as we record this. I can hear the kids outside yelling, so hopefully they don't get picked up. But John, let's start out a bit about you. Uh, you know, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to college? What are you doing right now for work? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. So, uh, so I'm John. I'm 23 years old. Grew up in Worcester, Massachusetts my whole life. Um, stuck around for college here. And that's actually where me and Colin met uh, over at Assumption College, which is now Assumption University. And um, that's actually where I'll be heading over um, to start my new job as um, assistant director for campus recreation and fitness. So um, yeah, that's kind of the little bit of background about myself and what I'm doing. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. John, I tell us a little bit about your family too, because I think there's an interesting detail about you and your siblings that will paint a bit of a perspective about how you grew up and who you are. Um, sure. So, um, this is always one of my favorite fun facts that I tell everyone. Um, I am one of eight children and the kicker for that one that everyone thinks, Oh, that's, that's pretty wild. You don't see that many big families. The best part about that one or the worst part depends who you are. Um, <laughs> is that you, that I'm actually the only boy. I have seven sisters in my family. So yeah. Yeah, so that's just an interesting detail, I think. Um, I know you always got asked about that at school, and you still do, and everyone's jaw kind of drops when they hear that. But, John, before we get into the actual um, interview, a little bit more about you. We have a quick segment just to keep things light, have a good laugh, hopefully. Um, this is called the hard-hitting questions right here. Three questions, um, somewhat rapid fire. They have nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I want your input. Uh, and I hope you're ready because we're just going to jump right into it. Um, yeah, I mean, just hit me with them. Perfect. John, topping that should be illegal on pizza. Oh, pineapple. So I think pineapple is disgusting on pizza. I don't know why people like Hawaiian pizza. People can hate me for that one. I don't care. That's crazy because I'm not one of those people. So, okay, I'll take note. 
Um, worst place to go on a first date. I have one in mind, but what, what's, what do you think the worst place to go on a first date is? The worst place to go to a first date. Um, oh, that one's a tough one. I don't know. Maybe like, uh, I feel like a park. You shouldn't go to a first date, like to a park. Cause I feel, or no better yet lunch. You should not go to lunch with someone because like, if you're going on a date with a girl or guy, whatever, then, and you go to lunch, I don't know. There's some movie that has this in it. You're basically just friends. Like you are just setting yourself up to be in the friend zone. That's all I'm saying. Immediate advice for everyone. If your significant <laughs> other or person you're interested in takes you to lunch, you're just friends. And final first question. Date, first date, first date. First date. Okay. Just the first date. Final question. Ideal beverage for a Sunday afternoon. Ideal beverage. I mean, I'm a big water guy personally, but I mean, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday afternoon? For a Sunday afternoon, yeah. I mean, water's pretty great. Is it, is it, is it hot? Like, there's different types of drinks for... You, you tell me. You tell me. All right, a nice, a nice hot summer day on a Sunday afternoon, crisp, refreshing, ice-cold glass of lemonade. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> we can get behind that. <laughs> So those were the hard-hitting questions, just something to keep it light right off the bat. But now we'll get into it a little bit more about you. I, I brought you on because I think your, your story of fitness and overall um, you know, wellness is pretty great. Um, and then we'll get you know, into fighting through adversity and some of the awesome accomplishments you've, you've had after that. But talk a bit about your background in fitness. How did the gym become such an important part uh, of your life, and then how did how did that kind of expand to overall wellness? I think in your twenties, um, a lot of people either get into the gym or get out of the gym. So, you know, what's your background there? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. So, um, so I guess for me, it started out with um, I really got into the gym when I was in high school. I was a little bit of an underweight individual, uh, pretty small. Um, I wasn't ever exceptional at sports or anything like that. Um, I was always like the little guy on the court or anything like that. So uh, really got into the gym and working out, found um, powerlifting at my high school and was really intrigued by that, just about lifting heavy weights and then started watching Strongman and um, got really obsessed with just like the heavy, heavy stuff. And I really wanted to put on some weight. So that was kind of where I originally started out, um, was, which is a lot like most people, you're either underweight or you're overweight, trying to lose some weight, like things like that. There's always, um, losing weight or gaining muscle are usually your two instigators, two motivators. And then, um, Let's see, I, I really didn't get, I mean, the working out part of it really picked up throughout, like, I never really wavered from it um, throughout high school and then also through college. Um, the wellness piece of it, like, I didn't really uh, put two and two together until the last year and a half, two years, um, because I didn't realize what it, what it did for my mental state and how important it really truly was, um, especially when I couldn't work out. Um, so obviously a lot of gyms closed down during COVID and um, 
but previously before COVID, I actually went through some stuff and um, had some broken ribs. I lost about 30 pounds of muscle. I went from about 190 pounds down to 160 pounds. Um, so then I just stopped working out for about, I want to say about six months, um, just because I, one, just physically was afraid to to step in a gym and um, actually work out. And then two, the other factors that a lot of gyms were closed down. So it didn't work out there. And then I realized that um, I just didn't feel like myself anymore after I stopped working out. Um, and then what was crazy was that even when I went back, I went back sometime in July um, of last year, uh, just trying to put on some size again and trying to get back to to being like a normal weight again was I really just didn't have the the drive or the motivation that I once did to start out um and so adjusting to that was pretty um pretty difficult to because I always prided myself on being not the strongest guy in the room or anything like that but um there was I would say I had a pretty, pretty significant confidence when I would walk into a gym and, and know what I was doing and everything. So I really second guess myself coming back there, um, and adjusting to that, but, um, really fell in love with fitness and competed in some bodybuilding shows and stuff like that. So I really loved the, the fitness aspects. So, yeah, definitely. And we'll touch on a lot of those things. Would you say, um, during that hard time, I know, you know, something you didn't touch on that also happened, you, you know, you lost your father um, right around that time, which is obviously not uh, a fun experience to go through and something that a lot of people dread. So in that short period of time, um, broken ribs, you know, your father passed away, COVID-19, everything shuts down. Um, a lot of people went into, you know, a difficult place. Um, and, you know, you were just saying that that kind of happened to you. Would you say that in that time, you almost fell out of love with the gym, something that was so important to you. And, and you said, Hey, I'm going to get back into this. And uh, it's time to get back on the saddle and push myself again. And um, you maybe forced yourself to, you know, fall back in love with it. Or do you feel like in that moment, you thought I'm ready for this again, I'm going to go for it. Um, you know, could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I know we've had a lot of conversations uh, about all this stuff um, over the last year or so. And um, yeah, you're absolutely right to, to bring up my dad about this stuff because um, part of the reason why I love, love, like have loved working out in the past was because uh, one of my favorite things to do is come home and tell my dad about some big lift that I, that I hit or mm -hmm. some big max out in his his advice always being instead of nice work, uh, just don't hurt yourself. Um, <laughs> but um, part of it was definitely like, I would say that 2020 was a bit of a rough year. And um, I mean, a lot of people went through it for sure. Um, but it was definitely a big triple whammy um, with the, the injury and then losing my dad. And then right after it was just the lockdown. So um, went through, very rough time period for sure. And, um, you're absolutely right when saying, um, I fell out of love with, with the one thing that I thought I never could lose like passion for. And so 
something that took me back when I went back was adjusting to the new norm and being Mm -hmm. realizing like you might not always love this situation that's that you have to go through. So going to the gym every single day for, I want to say the next six months from July to December was, was terrible. It was like dragging myself there every single day and like not seeing the results that I want always consistently being, um, not satisfied with where I was. Um, and that really took me, took me back. And I was just saying, like, I was just thinking to myself, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this for the rest of my life anymore. I don't know if I'm in this. Mm -hmm. Um, and the one thing that people always said to me was you'll lose that, you'll lose that spark of loving fitness. You'll, you'll stop working out eventually. You'll, you'll, once you get into your twenties or whatever, you'll, you'll, because you loved it so much, you'll probably lose that drive too. And so that was what I was scared of was hearing what all those other people were telling me and thinking, Oh, they're right. They're right. And the other part of it was the mental side of it and going, this is too hard to, to start all over again. Cause that's what it felt like. It was, it was getting under a bar for the first time with just the bar and no, no 45 pound plates to speak of and mm-hmm. being in a new gym for the first time. It was all, it was all new. And it was at a time period where we had just finished college. And so it was, it was a big adjustment for me. And I was, I was very much lost and didn't have any love for it at that point. And so it was really just every single day was a struggle and consistently pushing myself to, to remind myself of what it was about this that I loved. And it it takes time to get back to those goals and to get back to that that weight. So, um, so eventually I had a very good friend of mine. His name is also John. He uh, pushed me to once I I had a goal of getting back to putting on that 30 pounds. So um, he, he was like, what are you going to do? And I got pretty close to it. I was 184 or something like that. So I put on about 24 pounds um, at the time. And I remember this I remember this conversation right around December and he was like, well, um, what's next? Like what happens when you hit that 30 pound mark? And I was, I was kind of taken back. I didn't think I had uh, much of a thought. Like I didn't really have a thought behind it. And he goes, is bodybuilding still on the table? And I didn't have the answer. Normally I I have the answer and I didn't have it for him this time because I really didn't think, I was there. I wasn't confident in myself enough to do that and to step on stage and ended up talking to to my coach and then eventually got back into it in January and just went uh, balls to the wall and absolutely just went crazy for it. So whether I wanted to or not, it was stepping out of that comfort zone, whether I knew I had to get uncomfortable in order I had to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable. I love that, that phrase. Um, David Goggins says it a lot. And that's something that I really stick with is continuously doing those things that are uncomfortable. Um, I think I did it the whole time that I was getting back into the gym and getting back into, into a rhythm and eventually you just get used to it. So um, now you'll, you'll see that I was very much, I'm still very much in love with the gym. So it takes a long time to get back to that point, but uh, that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, thank you for sharing that. And, 
you know, talking through those difficult things, that's, that's not easy. And, um, you know, we had run through kind of those topics beforehand and, uh, you gave the okay. And I, I appreciate that for sure. And, um, I think, you know, you and I talk about it and those who know you know, you have that work ethic and that desire to push through and that, um, you know, no matter how hard things get, you're always, you know, whether it's fun or not, like you said, you're always able to get through um, and kind of, you know, push through those tough times. I, I say you have the sauce. Um, like you've got that, that sauce, that hard work, you know, that um, desire to keep going. I think something that a lot of us in our 20s are going to deal with are like these big life events. I mean, we obviously all dealt with COVID and um, a lot of other things are going to happen. And there's a lot of transitions that can lead to people feeling like they're, they're really struggling at times. Um, and, you know, maybe it's not with the gym, maybe it's with work or friendships or dating or, you know, the loss of a loved one or whatever it is, you know, what do you have for, what would you say to people who are, you know, I guess this goes for everyone, not just in their 20s, but 20 somethings who are struggling right now, um, going through a difficult time. What's, what's your advice to get through that and, and get to the other side? This sounds so simple and so, like easy, but it, I know it's not. Um, it's, it's quite literally like there, you hear about the light up at the end of the tunnel and it's not really a light at the end of the tunnel because you don't just like, oh, you see it and you can just keep running towards it and you get there. It never happens, but um, you, you learn to, to move forward and you find something that, that you absolutely love. And I, I think for me, like during that, that year and a half time frame, like there was a lot of ups and downs, like there were good moments and there were, but there was a lot more like bad moments than good. And it was like, what am I doing this for? And you really have to have, you really have to take the, mo the time when you're at those points to be like, okay, there were good moments before and there will be good moments again. Um, but specifically like how do you get through those tough times i i'm a very much goal oriented individual and i like to see like down the road like there's For sure like like okay i i want to one of my big goals is to win a bodybuilding show right so um that goal wasn't there i don't know eight months ago even a year ago at this time frame it wasn't there i didn't have that plan or anything like that um, but those goals are forever changing. And when you have those goals set in place, it keeps you on track for, okay, I'm going through these really tough times right now, but I have this big picture goal that I'm chasing after and I'm going towards it. Um, so it, it sucks a lot of times. And like, I'll never tell, like there were times that I would, I would drive to the gym and I'll admit this. I would drive to the gym and have like, the most like head banging screaming music on and just be sobbing my eyes out mm -hmm. like absolutely bawling my eyes out just about everything that's happened i would relive a lot of stuff and just like be so sad pull up to the gym and be like i don't want to be here i would sit in the car for maybe 10 minutes and then i would just be like i would think about the things that i need to get done to get to a new goal and i would pull myself together put the hat on headphones in, lock in and just get through it and the gym was a big part of that too for me like that the gym helped out 
um, it just made me feel a lot better. And as time went on, I felt that confidence come back. And it's, that's kind of, for me, that was my, that was my solution. And that was like my me time. That was my time to, to leave the problems at the door, go in there, get some work done and improve on myself. And so physically it helps, but also mentally it was helping me push forward and reach some goals. So setting those small goals in place was where I really found like the check mark. Okay. I, ch- I checked it off and it I'm gives on you the way. Gratification. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm making that progress. Um, you won't always hit those check marks. You won't always hit those checkpoints, but you, you have that moment, that momentum from those, those small victories. And I think that's what propelled me forward through this for sure. So. Yeah. And that, I mean, as, as your friend, you know, I, I saw that and it was just so impressive to see how you um, did push your way through those tough times and you're in a much better, you know, place in your life right now. Things are, things are, you know, moving for you in a, in a great direction. And I guess you, you said the goals, you said kind of looking, you know, to the future and knowing, Hey, things are going to get better. Would you, would you recommend the gym to people? I know, you know, people say all the time how there's such a connection with mental and physical health. Would you say to someone who is having a hard time too, like, Hey, maybe it doesn't even have to be the gym, go on a walk, you know, get outside, get active. Would you, would you say I'm, we can, we can call it general activity and um, daily activity mm-hmm. like movement. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, I guess I should also preface that I'm, a personal trainer as well. Like yeah, that, we didn't even I, we didn't even touch that's on that. Of, that's a little that's important. Kind of important too. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Obviously, like um, exercise in general, it doesn't have to be in a gym setting. It can be outside for a walk, a run, a hike. There are so many different ways to exercise, um, and it just depends on your specific goal for for that matter. But in terms of the mental side of things and like your mood increases your mood tremendously you end up with a much better excuse me um you end up with a much better like mood boost to begin with um so you're just obviously you're just gonna feel a lot better physically and that's gonna help your mental state of wow i i just feel refreshed like when you i mean like we just said like the small goals is just a mental stimulation of like oh i just checked that off like i just checked Mm -hmm. a small goal off I saw the scale go down for the first time in six months or whatever, or I just moved, I just benched 135 pounds. Like all those small little goals add to that, like that mentality of, Oh my goodness, this is great. Like you're accomplishing things, but the, just the daily activity in general, it just gets you moving and it gets the blood flow going. It gets the brain more active. So you're having more creative thoughts. It's all connected. And I think that's, what's so cool about with, uh, with fitness and wellness, um, cause your nutrition is tied into that too. Cause sure. what you're eating, what you're putting into your body is also impacting your mood. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but your, um, your, your mental state is directly related to your, your gut health. So like if you have poor gut health, you're going to be, uh, releasing more stress hormones and causing yourself to be more stressed out, more cortisol is released. So improving your gut health actually means you're helping boost your own mood. So I think that's pretty crazy because people don't realize people think it's all, it's all, Oh, my brain 
is where my like my mood is and it's like no it's actually throughout your body it's so everywhere it's taking, <laughs> yeah taking care of your whole body um taking care of your nutrition taking care of where are my gaps and things like that um so i'm a big nerd about all this stuff love, <laughs> i love like like major how dork <laughs> oh i know uh like how food can impact your mood and also can impact your workout and things like that so um it's all connected and i think that's what i love about it so much is that it impacts everything that you do. Definitely. Definitely. And you know, it's, I'm so not in tune with uh, the science side of things. So it's always interesting listening to you kind of describe it and, and how they, they all work together. But um, I think that whole, you know, I see a lot of people taking what you just said over the past, however many minutes, you know, five or 10 that we've kind of been talking about the connection as well as getting through these tough times as I, I mean, I think that's just great advice overall. Um, and I, I see a lot of people taking it, um, out of this podcast and, you know, thank you for going into detail with, with all that stuff. And, um, now on, I, you know, kind of to an exciting side of things and, um, you know, coming out of all of that, you did a lot over the past, you know, year and a half or so. Um, you got multiple licenses for, um, you know, like you said, personal training. Um, you completed 75 hard and you competed in your first bodybuilding competition. You were also doing 75 hard while prepping for your first bodybuilding competition, which is just insane. Um, you know, did you feel like those were things you um, kind of needed to do? Um, I know you'd wanted to do some of those things for a while. Like you and I had talked about 75 hard, you know, months prior and um, that had been on the docket, but, you know, doing those things, you know, were those the goals on the checklist that you said going forward? Um, were those kind of the things that propelled you, you know, into a better spot? Yeah, I would say, I would say both. Um, I don't think, I didn't think I really like, needed any of them to begin with I like when I got into it I never realized mm -hmm. how much I needed to do them I was like oh this would be cool to do this like I know with 75 hard like you and I you and I did back uh in January when we started it we had been talking about how we um kind of need a reset from sure uh, Big from time. the previous year and um I remember I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm sick of losing. And um, people, people might be a little confused by that. But you, like, in my head, I, I just kept like, I, I felt like something needed to change. And I had a pretty piss poor attitude about a lot of things that were going on that year. And I felt like it was pretty unfair. Like I thought life was unfair. And I had I had a super bad attitude. Um, you wouldn't know how, like how things were going. Cause I would give the, yeah, I'm doing great and give it with a smile and everything like that. But I think that's how a lot of people go about their problems and they don't really let you know how it, how it really is. Um, and I remember us talking and being like, this would be so good. Like, this is a mental toughness challenge and this is what we need to reset. And it, it helped a lot and it helped a lot along the journey with, with bodybuilding because as we were going through it, I remember realizing what's next. 
what's next? And when we finished that, it was like, okay, like this is great. Um, but it was like, it was like, okay, we're done. Move on to the next thing. So I finished another certification, um, moved forward and then started and then finished that one and it was on to the next certification. And so it was continuously learning after that. And then, but on the physical standpoint, it was time to, it was getting closer and closer to the show, the bodybuilding show. And that was hands down the most intense focus that I needed to have, especially those last two to three months of just laser focus. It was the only thing that I thought about pretty much for, I would say the full six months, not the full six months. I would say the last three months, it was all consuming. And it was, my life was designed around bodybuilding. It was formed around yeah. bodybuilding. Um, I would wake up just with the mindset, okay, this is what I need to do right off the bat. And like, okay, I need to bring six meat. I need to be eating six meals a day. And um, this is when I need to eat it. And this is how I need to eat it. This is what I need to hit at the gym. I need to hop on the stair climber after an hour and a half of, or after an hour of working out. Um, and just sweat it all out. So there's so much that went into it. And I would say I can't even explain the, the pain, like the physical pain of it because you're so sore. And I think, you know, from 75 hard with the two workouts, how sore you get and yeah, how you're just drained. Yeah. Yeah. How accustomed you get to it. Like, you know, how much that, that like was like, Oh, like, I don't want to do this all over again. <laughs> But the, the craziest part about it is like, you're doing all this, but you're doing this on top of all your normal activities. So I was going to work every day and um, I was seeing friends trying to keep up with social life and everything, but you have to adapt because you get used to things like, like, oh, like people are going to eat things around you or drink around you. And you just have to be used to, you have to be conscious about what you're putting in your body. And you look at, you look at food differently. Like you look at food, like it's macros. So you see, oh, that's pro, that's a protein source. That's a carb source. Not eating for that's taste. Healthy. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, Jay Cutler says that you, you don't eat, I don't eat for taste. I eat to, to train. Like I eat to, to meet my goals and that's it. It becomes so boring. And so I loved, I, I definitely needed it because I fell in love with how much I hated it. If that makes it like it, it absolutely sucked. And it was so like, I would do it all over again. You felt like, man, like I'm doing this crazy stuff every day. Like I'm kind of a, you know, you wouldn't say it, but maybe you were feeling inside. Like I'm kind of a beast. Like this is cool. You know, like <laughs> even though it's not super fun, like I'm, I'm chugging along, like I'm gonna do this again tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's knowing that there are very few people that would, put themselves through this and there's very there's a select few that would be willing to put themselves out there like this and um that's rewarding in that sense is it definitely putting yourself through through hell just to see an end result because there is an end result to it you know it's not like yeah. like you do it every single day after the competition like you take the time off and you you adjust from it but seeing that end goal in sight and just like visualizing it every day constantly like it's, I, I definitely needed it. And I didn't, but if you had asked me this back in December or back in January, when I was prepping for it, I would say, I mean, 
I think it's cool, but I'm not like, I don't think I'm that, I don't think I need it. And I definitely looking back on it now, I, I needed that. I needed all those, those, those checkpoints in the time to, to bring myself back from where I was a year and a half ago. So a hundred percent. And it was such a blast watching you do all that stuff too. And um, I'll brag for you a little bit right here. Cause I, I think this is insane. Um, you know, you're 23, you'll be 24 soon. Um, you wrapped up your, you know, prep for your show at 4% body fat, which is just simply outrageous to me. Like most people in their lives won't even sniff that. Like they won't even come in, in close to like being that lean. Um, and I think especially people, most people our age aren't, you know, aren't focused on that or, you know, that's a, that's a tough task. Like you said, when you're trying to maintain a social life and you're also, um, you know, maintaining your pursuits and people want to go out around you and they want to eat pizza or, you know, get DoorDash late at night on a Saturday, but you know, you have to stick to your goals. Um, and I think we could, you know, you and I could probably do a whole episode on 75 hard and how cool it was for both of us and what an experience we'll skip over that. Now, can you tell me and, and, and tell the viewers too, like, what was that last, you know, I watched you go through that last few months. Can you, can you explain what that last month was like getting down to 4% body fat, like kind of what you had to do each day to do that? Um, maybe how much you lost in that time. And then, and then what it was like stepping on stage too, and like actually getting to the show. Of course. So um, I definitely was not fun to be around. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was pretty miserable every day. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty like just mentally and physically exhausted all the time. Um, I feel bad for, for like you and, and Lex and Tim and every, like everyone that was like seeing me on a consistent basis. Um, that w- I, I give you guys props because you guys had to deal with my, my crap for a, a full month of me just being so miserable. It was all worth it. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I know you guys were kind of stuck with me, but yeah, don't do that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but on a, on a more serious note, I would say like it was, it was hard and every day you're like you're waking up and you're eating the same thing i i would eat eggs in the morning um super plain there was no like flavor or taste to it um at the very end you're not like salting your food or using any of that stuff like you can't you can't use all these extra fats and and like cheese and and things like that that just don't that like taste things yeah, fun thing <laughs> that make food worth eating. Um, I ate so much chicken and rice at the end that like every time I eat it now, I'm just, it's an adjustment and I almost don't want to do it. I almost don't want to get back into, oh, chicken and rice, chicken and rice, chicken and rice. Um, but it just, it's the plain, it's the plain monotony of it every single day. I'm eating six times a day. I didn't want to eat six times a day, but at the end of it, you're not eating enough. So you're, you're not starving yourself, but you're eating just enough to consistently be 
in that deficit. And so you're just dropping this weight and you feel so weak throughout the day. Um, so you have to be your absolute best at your weakest point. I, like every time I would work out, it was awful. I was doing an hour of weight training and 45 minutes of stair climber for the last month. And it was awful. It was so hard. There was no energy. There was no gas in the tank. Like it was all just down. And, but you have to show up every single day. There was no, there was no screwing up at the end and there was no like, cause it would show. And, um, then show day comes and, um, I was so stressed out going up to it. I ended up with a stress rash. Um, that was crazy. Um, my arms were super itchy. I had it on my stomach. It was nuts. <laughs> um, it doesn't, that doesn't usually happen, but I was just a stress ball at the end. Understandably um, so. And this is all so new. And then getting up on stage was probably one of the most satisfying. Like, I was so grateful for that moment of stepping on stage and putting all that six months of prep out there. Um, because it, it becomes a lifestyle and every every single day you're you're committed to it. And um, to see what six months can do up on stage it was just there was no feeling quite like it um and i mean results aside didn't get the gold like we we wanted but that's okay <laughs> um ended up with second in in novice and third in juniors and um we'll Still we'll get impressive. there we'll get there next year <laughs> quite impressive. Um, but i mean i think i would also um i'm also the type of person that like even even when you win or lose, like it's always what's next, what's next kind of thing. So right after the show is over, I was already starting to think, okay, maybe October is my, my next start date. And then <laughs> I realized that probably wasn't the best idea, but, um, to, to look at pictures from the show, um, I just can't believe how lean I was, how shredded I was. Like it, it was cool. It was such a Insane. cool process. Um, and it, absolutely sucked <laughs> it absolutely sucked towards the end but it was I wouldn't I loved how much it how hard it was and I think that's what what's interesting to me is um you embrace how much pain you go through and um you see the reward at the end of that and I think that's what's so cool is you see you see all those results come together and you see everything come as one so course an unbelievable experience and i look forward to my next show yeah i know a lot of people are looking forward to your next show um after you put some more weight on and then cut down again <laughs> go through that whole process i know a lot of people are looking forward to that um we're not looking forward to it <laughs> we're not looking forward to it uh we'll we'll leave those names uh up in the air <laughs> but, um you know, two, two more things and then we'll wrap up, Johnny. Um, yeah. A lot of people our age or in their 20s are super busy. You know, social life, um, significant others, careers. Maybe they're still in college. Uh, they want to go out on the weekend. You know, time is, you know, it's not, it's not 
easy for everyone to, you know, make time for the gym, but it could be beneficial for everyone to be there a couple times a week. Um, you know, certainly most people won't be able to do the intense workouts of someone who's trying to be 4% body fat. What do you, where's a good place to start? Like, should people, you know, just get up in the middle of the day and take a walk or, you know, try and get to the gym once or twice a week? Like, what's your recommendation for some balance there? Find the type of exercise you love doing. It's that simple. It could be, it could be taking a walk in the middle of your work day. If that on your lunch break, if that's the time that's convenient, if you're just starting out, um, the goal is three, three times resistance training a week, but realistically it's, it's 30, 30 to 45 minutes a day of daily movement. So, I mean, that's the goal. That's the big picture goal. But if you're just starting out seven days a week, isn't realistic. So um, starting out with even three days a week, if you can just get out one more day than you're doing right now, you're already setting out an accomplishment. So I think find the things that you love doing and you'll stick with them. Like I love clanging and banging with some steel on the bar. Like I I love a barbell. So I'm going to go to the gym no matter what, because I love doing it. But that might not be for someone. Someone who's, who loves playing basketball, go hop out on a court for 45 minutes a day or three times a week when you got the time after work. Um, people make the time. People don't – it's an excuse to not have enough time because everyone has enough time in the day. Are you sitting on your phone for an extra 45 minutes a day? Cut yeah. out the cut out the sitting on TikTok for 45 minutes and go to the gym instead or go for a walk. Targeted at me. <laughs> but I think a lot of a lot of us are guilty of it. Like I, I was on TikTok. I was on TikTok uh for a hot while at the beginning of um 75 Hard, and I realized like I just don't have the time for this. And so eventually I just deleted deleted social media apps. And I realized how much time I was spending on social media and it, not that social media is a bad thing, but um, there's always things that we can cut out in our days. And it's just a matter of what we prioritize is important. So um, the goal is three times a week if you're starting out and then eventually daily movement. Awesome. And I, I, I think that's, you know, like you said, something that's that everyone can kind of do, whether it is the walk during work day, if you're with your significant other, you know, walk to walk to dinner, walk to get ice cream, like do something like that. That's a good place to start. And then I think what you said is also super applicable and that's just move a little bit more than you did previously, like build up. It doesn't have to be, you know, floodgates six times a week at the gym or personal trainer or anything. You know, it's um, just start basically. Just start. And that you said it perfectly. You just got to start somewhere and find something that you enjoy. Cause you're not going to do the program that you don't actually like for sure. It's just the reality. Yeah. So. Better to find what you like and it might be a little more niche, you know, maybe you're rollerblading or, you know, yeah. going on a bike ride or, or you are paying for that workout plan or that workout class. And that's what, what gets you going, you know? Absolutely. Everybody's different. Everybody's unique. So definitely just cater to what you need. Definitely. Well, Johnny, we're, we're wrapping up right here. My last right. question for you. I hope this will become a staple as we, we interview more people here um, on the 20 vision podcast. What's, mm. what's a lesson you've learned or the best piece of advice you have that, or that you've been given in your twenties? Mm. 
you know, something you picked up uh, over, you know, during this decade? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. There's technically, it's two different memories or two different like pieces of advice, but also, but it's like connected. So mm-hmm. one was um, not all memories are bad ones. And I'll explain this in a second. Not all memories are bad ones and take the, take the picture. And I'll, those two pieces I'll explain. Not all memories are bad ones. We have a tendency to only focus on the negative things in our lives. So constantly thinking to yourself, well, there were some good times in there too. So anytime you're going through something, you forget about, oh, this is, this is great. Like anytime you have a bad day, you forget about like the good moments in your day. Like one bad thing, like some guy cut you off on, on the highway today and now you're just in a pissed off mood. You're just so mad and it ruins the rest of your day. Don't, don't let that one moment take away your happiness for the rest of the day. Cause there's a lot of good things that go on if you're paying attention to them. So, so be on, be on the lookout and continue to think positively because you don't have to let one bad thing ruin your whole day or your whole life. You know, there's good that happens all the time. And then take the picture. Um, it sounds silly, but if you have a moment that you want to capture, like there's nothing better than just like take out the phone and take a quick picture of it and you have, you have it with you forever, you know? So for sure. Save the moments. Definitely. And I think those are two really great pieces of advice. And you know, the, the first one, is something that I think a lot of us our age get caught up in with like social media too, is, you know, comparison or thinking of those difficult times. And um, I think that's just a great way to, to wrap up this episode, Johnny. So thank you for, you know, all your words of wisdom for talking about your story, for getting, you know, vulnerable and being open with, with everyone who is listening. Um, You know, such a pleasure to have you on as the first official guest uh i'll see you downstairs after the show do you want to do you want to plug your your instagram uh as well where can people find you oh sure uh shameless plug i guess uh john dot underscore <laughs> on spelled l-e-d-o-u-x uh for those of you who are looking to sauce john a follow you can put it in the, you can put it in the Instagram, like in your, when you post it. Yeah. I'll put it on the Instagram too. That and that's a perfect it. segue yeah, yeah. for me to plug the yeah. Tony vision podcast, Instagram as well. So <laughs> thank you Absolutely. all for listening. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Um, we'll have another episode out next Friday, same time, 8am. In the meantime, you can find the podcast on Instagram at 20 vision pod. Those are the numbers two zero vision pod, all one word. I love if you gave the page a follow. And I'm looking forward to bringing you another episode next week. Johnny, thanks again. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me.